This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. One of the constant themes of this podcast, one of the constant themes, is agency and self-sufficiency and ownership. We are talking quite a lot about this because I believe the pathway to freedom flows straight through your wallet. First of all, if you have financial freedom and flexibility, you don't have to take a whole lot of garbage from people, but also you can make better choices and decisions in your life. Uh, And you're free. Your mind is freer. Uh, We just did a podcast a few weeks ago about how poverty um, diminishes your ability to think clearly, how poverty actually shows up in lowering your IQ. Well, I had a harsh lesson uh, this past weekend about lack of ownership, and I talked so much about it that it was a a particular blow, uh, That something I knew, I already knew that I didn't have ownership in a particular area, but... um, People feel very threatened when you encroach on their territory, and I understand it. Listen, if I built something and you came in and made it better, uh, for example, you gave me a hoopty, right? Say you gave me a hoopty, you you lent it to me, your hoopty, and I turned it into a Ferrari because you didn't know that it actually had a Ferrari engine because on the outside it looked like a hoopty, and I cleaned it up, put all the parts together, put tires on it at work, filled it up with gas, dropped the top, and I'm driving around sporting in it, you may want that Ferrari back. And I get it. Even if you didn't put an ounce of work into creating that Ferrari, you gave me a hoopty, lent it to me thinking that it was garbage and I turned it into something really nice. Well, you know, as black folk, we know how to make chitlins. It's in our DNA. So if you give us entrails, the likelihood of us turning it into something delicious is pretty high. And I think people are counting on that. And that's why you know, I speak so much about it. And as I said, a lot of this podcast is is a drumbeat for myself to remind myself of what the mission is and what I'm supposed to be doing. So I just want to start off by, first of all, thanking everyone who's supporting this uh, podcast because I 100% own it. <laughs> this is mine, uh, number one. But also, you know, the more we spread it, the more opportunity we have, as I've mentioned before, to have honest dialogue around the issues that really matter to us. You know, I'm just putting a toe in the water because I don't have complete and total autonomy over my platforms yet. But this is the space where it starts. And But we have to support one another to get there. Do you understand? We created the environment for, say, a Tyler Perry to be able to have the kind of freedom, flexibility, and agency to develop his own studio in a place, in a place nobody was checking for, Atlanta. It's Hollywood. It's New York, Broadway, some places in Canada, China. Atlanta? You're going to build a studio in Atlanta? Not only did he build a studio in Atlanta, he employed so many people, made so many millionaires, and Black Panther, part of Black Panther was filmed in Tyler Perry's studio, which was built by the support of black people. When Tyler Perry started doing those plays in those small markets that nobody was checking for, and he forged relationships with those people who never got any big talent coming to their town, he got their email addresses, and he would stay in touch with them through newsletters. He forged a relationship that carried him into the movie-making industry. He used his own house to do his first movie, to film in, budget himself, his own money that he made off of black people in these markets all over the country, small markets that nobody was checking for. And he put himself in a position, as you'll hear, because I interviewed him and we talked about this, put himself in a position to, to not just win for himself, but win for all of us. From a business standpoint, you say what you want about the content, and I do. But you cannot deny the blueprint that Tyler Perry put 
put forth for us to follow in terms of what agency, self-sufficiency, and empowerment looks like. And what it really looks like is your ability to be able to empower others. Now, if you've been with me on this journey on SiriusXM Urban View Channel 126 for the last four years, four plus years, coming up on five years in October, you have seen a consistency, not just a consistency, you've also seen a person that has taken the good graces and the goodwill of the people who have joined us on this journey and turned it back around. So every time you support my advertisers, I didn't just take this money and go off and build an island or go off and, and, and create an environment for myself to win. I turned around and did what? Created other shows for other people to have platforms. The reason why you can tune into a Laura Coates or, or a Clay Kane or any other number of shows that you should stay tuned for is because I took the money that you guys gave me in support of my advertisers because I'm not on salary and put it back into the platform that I didn't own because I wanted to give other people runways because I've realized that you're only as big as the, as the place that you're in. And so I wanted my space to be as big as possible, bigger than me because that's how you grow and expand. Uh, my dad had uh, fish, he used to raise fish, and one of the things he did with his fish tank was he uh, got a 300-gallon tank, and I was like, Daddy, why do, you, why do you have such a big fish tank? He said, because the fish will grow to the size of the tank. So he had Oscars and, and Jack Dempsey's, these were fighting, warring fish to begin with, but then as he mellowed out, he got um, African cichlids, which didn't fight and bite off each other's lips so much, but those Oscars were so humongous uh, he started with a 75-gallon tank and then a 100-gallon tank, and then when he got to the 300-gallon tank, these fish were as large as some fish that you may see in an aquarium. But the bigger the fish tank, the bigger the fish. And I'm always about creating a bigger fish tank. So with this podcast and with everything I do, I want to say thank you for everyone that's supporting it. I needed to spread as far and wide. You know, don't, don't feel like I got the best-kept secret. I'm not trying to share Karen Hunter with anyone. Please share it with 10 people that you know. Share it with 100 people that you know. And I know a lot of you do that, and I thank you for that. But we need to do more because the more people know about this, the more people support this, the more people we can reach, the more agency I will have to create more environments for more people. Please hear what I am saying. And I just want to, again, say thank you. So with that in mind, 100 Coconuts, they have uh, come aboard, uh, they support this podcast, 100, the number 100 Coconuts, and I love them uh, because who doesn't need coconut water? It is refreshing, it also has more potassium than, than bananas, than five bananas, one, ca one can of 100 Coconuts, 100coconuts.com. When you check out to get your case, put in Karen 100, the number 100. That does two things. First of all, it gives you a 10% discount, but it also lets them know that I came to 100 Coconuts through Karen Hunter. Karen, K-A-R-E-N 100. We have to learn how to support one another. Some of us do it naturally. Some of us have to be taught how to do it, but this is the pathway to freedom. And I just want to thank you. Coming up next is an interview I did with Tyler Perry. I'm breaking it up into two parts because I spoke too long on this one. So, so part one's coming up next. I appreciate you. God bless. Speaking of power, this is one of our themes, you know, on our show. Um, we, we preach power. We want everyone to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. It's one of our missions. And, you know, we're in our Wakanda moment. I can't stop being in that space right now. Um, but Tyler Perry actually 
you in many ways, which is why I will never stop supporting the things you do, laid a foundation to show people what it looks like to own your own stuff, you know, and not just own your own stuff, but provide opportunities for other people. What you were able to do with your studio in Atlanta and creating millionaires and, and giving people jobs that, you know, I remember Angela Bassett and, and Alfred Wooded, nobody was coming for them when you came for them. And and so that's important to continue to do that. How, how important is it for you? And do you even know, I, I know you know what you did. I know you know what you did. Oh, yeah. No, I'm very clear on it. The problem is a lot of other people don't really know or give it credit or even uh, appreciate or understand it. Let me let me just be clear about this. There was a 10-year period where black people had disappeared from television and film, and had I not been there in that moment, for some reason it fell on me. I didn't ask for it. I, I just knew that, that that this is a moment that I am I have, and I have to do what I have to do. I have to teach when I walk into a room, and I'm even still doing this when I go into a room when there are nobody that looks like me is represented at the table. I'm having conversations with with directors uh, with uh, the powers that be behind the scenes saying listen these stories are very relevant give some other people a chance go to this person try this person try this person so to uh, to after 10 years of just having house of pain on the air which which at, at its heyday had ratings among the african-american population that were higher than american idol in its heyday so i could i could go down mm-hmm. the receipts of the whole thing but 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 the whole point of it is this i was there i was in the trenches i was fighting there's a moment that is happening now which is great and incredible. It's not as incredible as it should be because nobody's getting the ownership component of it. The ownership is what changes the thing. As long as somebody else owns what we're doing, they still have the power to say, okay, we're going to shift Come in another on. direction. That's Come all on. Yeah. You, yeah. Um, people keep talking about the cracks on the glass ceiling. You know, you when everyone was saying, Hollywood, 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 you're like, no, Atlanta. Yeah. And the studio that you built there, you know, not just, I mean, I mean it's an empire. You know, in Atlanta, which nobody was checking for when you did that. And they probably thought you were crazy. You know, Hollywood is where you need to be. But again, it goes back to that ownership piece. Right. What is that going to take? You know, because I, I completely agree with you. Understanding, learning. Let's say everybody who's had success, even the recent these kids recently over the last five, ten years, everybody who's had success. I would call them up on the phone, say, "Listen, let's sit down, let's have a conversation." A lot of those conversations have never happened. Mm. Um, but this, this is even something that Jay Z deals with. There's a whole other generation where you're trying to pass the information on, and it's like, "I got, I got, I got it. I, got, I, got, yeah. I know how to do my own shit. You do your shit. I do my shit," which is so ignorant because you have people who have paved the way who are walking the path the first thing I did when I got success was get on the phone with Sidney Poitier and Cicely Tyson and Oprah and Maya Angelou and and Harry Belafonte and all of these people so I could learn what they had done and now you've got a generation of us who are who are about just about 50 got all these kids coming up behind us like great you're working you got a job you're making a few million dollars but what you're missing here is huge because while you make a few million dollars somebody else is making billions and the problem that's going to happen is in a few years they're going to be on to the next thing you're going to be looking for your job so so all I'm all I'm hoping that would happen is that they'll start to pay attention, start to take the information because because our Jewish brothers and sisters have been doing it for years. They share the information and and the kids take the information and they make it work. We as black people, that's always been very difficult to do for some reason. So you're saying people aren't re- aren't receive. Well, so drop some gems here because we're we're receiving uh, audience. We we love to receive knowledge. Well, just just a, just Give in the want. fact of ownership. I know it's very difficult to go into the Hollywood system and own a show on CBS or NBC, ABC because the network is going to want to own it. But when you're making uh, millions of dollars and the things you need to do are a few hundred thousand dollars, everybody's got a passion project. People are making movies on iPhones now. Take your passion project. Don't sell that to anybody. Put that. Take that. Set it aside. Uh, and when you get enough money to go produce.
produce it, you go produce it yourself or you raise the money and you don't sell it to them, you license it to them so that it becomes a part of your catalog. So that as you get older and you are dead and gone, your catalog is still earning money for your children and their children's children. And okay, their so children's Melinda children. is going to be in my catalog. How do I own her? Uh-oh. Taraji took a pen out and start writing some stuff down because that's legacy what you're talking about. And I know, Taraji, you are actually, you know, I'm just thinking about Lyric, poor Lyric in a room with two Virgos. Um, and and I know something about Virgos. I'm a Taurus. So, hey, Virgos, Virgos, that's a, that's Virgos, y'all thing. are, no, that's no, no, no. I only yeah. surround myself with yeah. Virgos because, first of all, y'all tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Whether we ask for it or not. Yeah, all right. You. Y'all going to hold it. Yeah. yeah. Is that what it said? See, I, I ain't lying, right? I know some stuff. And and number two, you're righteous on some other level, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. the, the, things have to be right with y'all or mm-hmm. else it ain't right. Mm-hmm. Like, and that moral compass is something that is missing uh, in, in so many different areas. So, lyric, you know, and perfectionist too. Was it difficult? writing no because I, I love to learn and i like to listen okay so it's not like i'm ever uh feeling left out um when i'm when i'm quiet it's because i'm learning i'm listening and um i listen to a lot of what he says and i'm i'm i'm, I'm, I'm quickly learning so we're we gonna be doing some talking okay well i appreciate <laughs> cookie lines uh she comes back um it, wednesday 28th yes Wednesday the twenty eighth, Cookie Lines. This season looks crazy. There's a little misery going on. There's yeah. a lot, a lot okay. of di- <laughs> girl. It just looks crazy. What's your passion project before you leave here? Uh, right now, Emmett Till. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very passionate about that on being a mother to an African American. Yeah, okay. my next hiatus. Okay. So you're doing an image. You playing Mamie? Oh mm-hmm. my God, that's powerful. Did, Will you, you, did you see at the at the at the? I'm sorry. No, no, no please. At the African American Museum, did you see his tribute? I haven't been yet. Before you do anything, oh, Go to the African American Museum in D.C. See his tribute. Go into. They don't let you take pictures in there, but you walk up in there and you feel the spirit of that moment because they actually have the coffin. He was he was later tr- moved to another coffin, mm-hmm. so the family donated the coffin that he was in. And when you walk in there and you feel it, man, it gives you chills. Yeah, I know. Just the you're gonna, script you're gives gonna, me chills. You're going to be incredible at it. Yeah. Incredible. Well, I hope Who's you come back. John Singleton. You're going to be incredible. Incredible. Yeah. So that's my passion project right now. Tell John I want to roll in it. Oh, no. You ain't got a roll for me in the list. I ain't on that list. Just <laughs> <laughs> make, sure, make sure you own it. Lyric. Oh, how do I own it? I got your lawyer. Uh, <laughs> this is, she done learned. Taraji, thank you for being here. We love, love you. you. So much. Okay, I hope you come Take back away, when fellas. you do this. Hold it down. All right, she, all right. Yeah, they're gonna hold it down. They're gonna hold it down. Look, look at this, man. You know, we love her. Yes. Well, you know what? For many young girls growing up today, Taraji P. Henson is is not just a role model. She's the aspiration, mm-hmm. you know, and and how she's kind of spanned her career mm-hmm. in such, you know, and this is why I want, you know, in such a different kind of way diversify. with diversify yeah. yeah she diversify she can do anything yeah, yeah she, she closed the gap because so I, I was I was like this would, when she did Katherine Johnson I was like come on because I had discovered Katherine my own self yeah. like four or five years before the movie came uh-huh. out and I was you know talking to my audience about this woman charted the course to the moon you know and I was like Taraji you know because I'm just thinking baby boy and, and Cookie, and, no, Cookie. Don't and boy did she show up for that yeah yeah no Taraji is, is a force and 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 I and She's got so much range that it's kind of hard to pin her down. So, so yeah, as you can see in, in Hidden Figures. Yeah. Mm.